Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very, very good. You know, we're going to be talking in a little bit with our regular program, and we want to talk about and emphasize, uh, you know, the cruelty of uh, the uh, whole system of justice. You know, they promote these ideas about uh, equal justice and social justice. It sounds real good, but uh, we, we have a, a different opinion of how, how wonderful social justice is. Maybe the goals are okay. But before I do, I want to acknowledge you. Our, our partnership with uh, Birch Gold because they've been working with us now I imagine for a year or so and and uh, it's it's been good for both of us so they uh, they have offered uh, and I've mentioned this before and you might be inclined right now because gold is always going to be important that they have some information that if you call and text a number uh, they will send you some free information about some of their opinions about gold and uh, how to text that is text Ron Paul 989898 and uh, they will s send you some material and uh, there's no charge for it and uh, it's up to you on w whether you follow up on it but uh, I want to remind you about that because I think it's worthwhile how can it go wrong if you can get some information that you don't have to pay for and you have no obligation but it might give you some ideas about investment in gold because there are a lot of different ways you invest in gold uh, I don't always use the word invest in gold but you can you can invest in stocks and different things but it is uh, it, it is protection really is the way I've been looking at it over the years because uh, we all believe and understand that most everybody that listens to our program understands the full hardiness of our monetary system today and they're looking for ways uh, to uh, try to protect against the abuse that we have to endure from our government but today, Chris, we want to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, social justice movement and what's going on. And, uh, and the more I looked into it, uh, the, um, the, the worst I feel, the worst I felt, because it's, it's just so, uh, you, you know, it's sort of an extension or the right arm of wokeism. And, but what, what struck me the most, which won't surprise many people because most of our viewers already know it, it's all based on lies. But, but, but people want social justice, you know, justice before the law. Every night you hear that. We have to have equal justice, fair justice before the law. And, and, and the rhetoric sounds pretty good, but there are people who, you know, they might say that, then they give you this whole idea about uh, the social justice movement, what we have to do, the regulations, and how we can protect the people against uh, falsehoods. But I think the emphasis lately has been, you know, uh, uh, more concerned about how many lies do the government tell us. And uh, so many of us now has come to the conclusion they don't tell the truth very often, you know. So you have to be skeptical. I heard, read the other day or something where the, uh, the Russian people the Soviets in the Soviet system never believed anything the government told because they had lived with it. They knew it was nothing that worthwhile. Uh, but they said, 
said the only the, how, how it differed from Americans, Americans believe everything the government tells them. Well, maybe so, but I don't believe that's true of our audience. And I think the shift is coming because look how many people went into, uh, in, in, into the lockdowns and had COVID nonsense. It still lingers and they still use the tools of authoritarianism to do that. So it, it is there. And uh, of course, what we'd like to emphasize is that be cautious when, you come, when it comes to working with the government because a lot of people lie. And I keep thinking of an analogy of uh, this recent election because there was a, there was a new member of Congress, George, uh, George Stant, uh, Stant, Stant, Santa, Santos, who it discovered he got elected and they said he lied on his resume. So he's the arch criminal in Washington. Everybody knows him, Mom. So I think if everybody knows you can't have a handshake and expect him to do it, now there's a lot, of, there's enough suspicion that you'd be, be careful. So he's in a way harmless. But what about all the rest of them in Washington? Because they're the ones who, boy, they're anxious. Let's get rid of this guy. He told a lie. And yet, I, I, well, that comes in contrast to many of us think that that's the, what the government does. They, they tell lies, whether they're economics or, uh, or, or whether it's COVID or whether it's getting us involved in Ukraine, whether it's fighting the Middle East, whether it's going to war in Vietnam and all these things, all based on lies. And if you, if, if you want to compare the two, you know, uh, Santos isn't a threat to me as much as the people who are in our national security uh, programs that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, like FBI and CIA. I mean, the CIA is involved in most of the coups around the world and uh, they 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 promote these causes and, and uh, the FBI. What, what about the confidence that we have? about the election, bringing people in and, oh, I'm for equal justice under the law. And then they give the, these movements, wokeism, and all of a sudden we find out that the, big, the biggest big picture I can see on this, uh, Chris, is the fact that, uh, you, you know, we, we thought they buried or we hoped they had buried Marxism with the total failure of the, the Soviet uh, uh, Marxist system. And it did have, they had a big setback. I mean, the Soviet system collapsed, which means that uh, that was not uh, a functional system. But they never quit. Now they've come back, and the Marxist system was mostly economics, control of the people, and sort of like we did with COVID, you know. So they, they, they came back. But this whole out, the system of going today is, and I think the name, the, the, the name of it is proper, and that's cultural Marxism. They're going with culture, society, and the environment, and all these wonderful things, but they call it cultural Marxism. But both of them are the same. They're authoritarian, and they can only be operated at the expense of liberty, and that is why we come out, come out pro very strongly against what's going on in this country today under the name of social justice. Very good, Dr. Paul. And uh, yeah, bad ideas like Marxism, like fascism, they're like viruses. You know, you think you defeat them, but then they mutate and then you have to defeat them again. And that's how it's going to be in our lives and your lives of viewers. You know, whatever we push back for a while, we'll be back under a different name, but it'll be the same thing, uh, you know, with a different rapper. And that's, you know, when we think about this cultural stuff that's what we're dealing with people are not 
uh, treated as individuals but as groups and everybody has their own interests their own cause you could be in multiple groups where you're the oppressed on one hand and you're the oppressor on another hand so which one are you you know it's it's very illogical but the whole thing is about power uh, you the battle is to become the class of people the group of people that gains uh, in c control of the state of the levers and power and then you get privileges for yourself you force privileges for yourself and you know most people want nothing to do with this but you end up paying the costs for this group and that group and you're not supposed to say this you're not supposed to do that and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that you know that's so it uh, it it turns society into uh, very disharmonious and you know as dr paul mentioned corporations got involved with this which was so stupid because you know many of us were questioning what do they want to lose money and they did lose money they're losing you know anybody that gets involved with this so they're starting a lot of them are starting to turn around and uh distance themselves or at least they're not as gung-ho as they used to be but yeah it should be we're individuals equal under the law uh as of this moment uh we got a ways to go to get to that very good. And, and you know, uh, it, it is rampant now, this whole idea of social justice, who's, who, who wants to be against that. But I think the ice is breaking and more people are waking up. Uh, I want to just get down a little list I have here of, of what has been involved in this system. It isn't just one thing, uh, you, you know, that they're going to work on, like education or something. It's, it's pervasive. It's on everything. And these are the, some of the things that people accept and they're promoted, especially, you know, the progressives and the Democrats. Uh, they, they do this deliberately because of their basic philosophy that uh, they, they don't have, so many of them reject the whole notion of a higher law. And so many of them, you know, uh, believe that, uh, uh, that uh, you can't know the truth. I think that, that really is the basis of all this nonsense. If you can't know the truth, but every, everybody knows that it's a very natural thing to know who's the, who's the boss then? Who's going to guide people? Where is the morality coming from? And uh, so uh, once you destroy the principle uh, that you can't know the truth, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people who like to fill that role. You know, you take people like uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Gates and Fauci and these other people that ruin the system, and then they come in and fill in. They are, are, are the dictators, and they were fulfilled this role. And they said, we don't want to hear any nonsense about natural law. You mean naturally you can figure out what is right and wrong? Oh, no, you can't do that. It's impossible to know right and wrong. It's too confusing. And that's why you need elite people. And uh, they actually brag about this. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, w the, w the woke people, they, they believe that they have to be uh, the people who will t straighten this whole thing out. But the, let me go down a couple things that comes out of this nonsense and these beliefs. Well, the whole idea of the cancel culture. Uh, this, this is part of it. You know, uh, we're going to control the First Amendment. Uh, we know what is right, and we can deliver a truthful message, and you can't know the truth, so you need us to do it. And then if you don't, we're going to punish you. And that, of course, came out tremendously on the uh, ma magnification of what they did with the danger of COVID, uh, which was a terrible, terrible thing to do to the principles of liberty. And I think each one of these things I'm going to mention is at the, at the 
a sacrifice of liberty. You know, you say you have a cancel culture. Well, yeah, oh, well, you have to say you have to sacrifice the First Amendment, but but that's okay. Uh, we'll ta- help you on that. And then they'll sell this on. Well, you're if you don't do what we tell you, you're a racist. Well, I am convinced as long as I was in Washington, the more I came around to agreeing uh, or believing and understanding the individuals there and the ones who were the most anti-race, they were against this racism stuff going on, were the most racist themselves. And uh, it's sort of their cover. And then the, then the people who disagree, they have to first talk to convince them that they're, they're not racist and they go on. But the, uh, the whole, whole thing is, is the, the, race, the true racists are the ones who talk about it the most. There's this virtue signaling. This is insane. They have to just show they're good people and they send these signals and everybody knows what you're supposed to do except now more people are catching on. Get away from us. I'm sick and tired of hearing this nonsense that you're so virtuous. And, uh, you know, if, if, they're, if they're against all these things, they, they still want to present themselves so they're virtuous people and we're going to save the world. We're going to save the environment. And you people are heathens and you're going to destroy the environment. So it's all based on lies. This is why I fear these lies more than the war than I was uh, George Santos. Uh, I, I think uh, he is harmless, like I said. But these people are doing real harm. Uh, then they go into this woke politics. You have all kinds of rules polygenderism, all this nonsense. One of the most evil things I can think of a story the other day. The mother took her four-year-old boy, and he says, well, I show it like your old thing. So she took him to the doctor and had his surgery done. It's insane. And you say, well, wouldn't that be hard to, hard to prevent because that would be choice? No, it has nothing to do with choice. It has, it's closer to murder and destructive because the child has to have protection. And who's having the protection? The protector, uh, you know, did, did this to him. And the mother, though, in this case, was having, she was remorseful and finally woke up to what was happening. But people have to wake up before those kind of things happen. And, you know, there's this big thing in the system. You know, there used to be, you know, for about three, four, five thousand years, that most people knew that marriage was uh, usually recognized between a man and a woman. They said, well, you can't be prejudiced. Now, a libertarian, from my viewpoint, is no. You can, you can say you're married to anybody you want. You can do anything you want if you're of age. You just can't hurt people. And, uh, but where the crime comes is what if people have 10 different definitions of uh, marriage and then they impose that on people that happen to believe in a man and a woman are married. So, yes, you can be, be what you want and say what you want as long as you don't hurt people, but you don't have the right in the name of giving you, a, you know, a individual liberty to do what you want, that you can take away the liberty from the masses of the people, the majority of the people. It's just the opposite of protecting liberty. You know, and uh, there, there are so many things that we are ingrained. So we have a job for ourselves, Christopher, Chris, because the, the people, people want to hear from it. I think they're getting tired of it. We saw that happen during COVID. People woke up. The parents saw it. So when you see these horrible stories, we repeat them and tell them uh, mainly to warn people. 
you know, what's going on? And I think that we would like to uh, think that we contribute to a more balanced effort here and what, what liberty really means. I hope so too, Dr. Paul. Um, I wanted to address um, fake rights. You know, we see rights for this, rights for that. I mean, this is very basic stuff. You can't have a right, you know, to scarce things or to scarce services, people's labor, meaning you, you have a right to air, to breathe, because without it, you're not going to live. But you don't have a right to conditioned air, air conditioning, or heated air, because these require you know savings, investment, capital, labor. So you don't have a right. But people will say, oh, what, well, you don't want people to have uh, uh, air conditioning? What kind of person are you? you? Everyone has a right to air conditioning. No, no, you do not. You don't have a right to uh, another person's labor. There's a word for that, you know, for people who believe that they have a right to someone else's labor. You do, however, have a right to exchange. You can exchange an object for another object or your labor for another person's labor. You know, that's, that's how society thrives and grows, through voluntary exchange. And both people can refuse the exchange. The other person does not have to deal with you. But at the same time, you have the same uh, privilege of, or not privilege, you have the same right to not deal with someone else. Uh, you know, it's a shame that we have to explain this kind of stuff because it's very, very basic. This is like stuff you teach to babies. But look how far we've drifted to people that they believe they have a right to whatever they desire, you know, as long as a bunch of other people want it too and they could get a majority or whatever. So, you know, we have to get back to basics of just voluntary exchange and you can't have the right to another person's labor. Chris, this is a very good point. And I think early on I would get a little bit confused on it because they talked about positive rights and negative rights. And it turns out that if you're a libertarian, you're for negative rights. Oh, what? How can you be that positive? But you pointed out so clearly, you can't come along and say, I have a right for this, and you have to take it from so-and-so and give it to me. And they say, that's a positive, a positive right. No, it's nonsense. It's, it's, a, it, it's theft is what it is. But it's, it can, people sometimes will call, call this positive liberty. And negative liberty, oh, I'm not for negative liberty. But negative liberty happens to be the most positive thing you have. That gov governments just remove the restraints. And uh, the government can't do this. And it's up to you and the responsibilities falls on people. So it's a, a trick that they play on you that you guys are for negative uh, liberty. Yes, in the sense that we want to be negative on the government interfering with our personal liberty and our, 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 our livelihood and the whole works and association. So that, that to me is a, a, a big difference because it's really what we're talking about is liberty and they're gonna lie about that for sure. And uh, you, know, you know, right, right now, there's uh, there's so many things that are artificial with this uh, uh, lying business and uh, they, they believe that you can have equity now that's a positive thing isn't it but the trouble is it's it is impossible to get perfect equity and you have to do it only with a sacrifice of, of liberty but but people paint this as oh uh, equity is very important and uh, you, you have to be fair with everybody and you have to have equal opportunities and equal wealth distribution you know when you look at all this stuff it is so marxist so authoritarian based on theft based on violence and then when you start applying that to two individuals 
or a local community or in a state or a country. Then you apply it to the, a, a world event. So whoever is the kingpin, whoever has the reserve currency of the world uh, and the most military power, uh, all of a sudden that individual is making all these determinations. And that's why I resent so much our uh, almost universal participation in coups. Right now, I believe we're being suffered. Uh, we're suffering from the fact that uh, our government has been removed by a coup and uh, the FBI, when the FBI and the CIA can murder presidents and control our elections, I'll tell you what, uh, I always thought when I was in Washington that, that this, is, this is a facade. And I still believe that basically because uh, how, how would it end, if you had a true election, how would you end up with some of the people who end up getting elected? So it, it's, it's, it's something that people have to realize that uh, there is a truth out there. It is not complicated. We can define it. And uh, that the people who, who claim there isn't, it's just using that excuse to be the dictator. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish up uh, by saying, yeah, this uh, this cultural stuff that we're going through, it's really a tool. It's, you know, and it's a very ancient tool called divide and rule, divide and conquer uh, for people in the government and people even above the government, deep state people that are always there that you don't elect, but they're there. And, uh, you know, so this cultural stuff keeps the people at each other's throats where everything is politicized, everything. And when you're focusing on Republicans and Democrats and liberals, conservatives and this and that, you are not focused on the people that are imposing this kind of stuff on you. Look at what happened with COVID. Uh, crimes that are unimaginable. And look, are we just going to move on? You know, but people are in their groups fighting amongst each other and the and the ones that impose the policies or whatever okay we'll just move on why not you know nobody's going to do anything uh so we're we're with this cultural battles we're we're missing the people that are doing the real harm to us and you know the way the antidote to this is obviously to get government out of our uh, lives as much as possible and the, think about the marketplace Think about when you go to the store, you're dealing with people who may disagree with you on virtually everything, but you don't sit there and talk about it and debate about it and fight with them and boycott them. You just go, you make your exchange, and you leave. You could be sitting at a restaurant with people that have absolutely nothing, you know, that if you actually had a conversation with them, it would disgust you, but you don't have to, you know, and that's how the market uh, brings peace to people with varying uh, political beliefs, religious beliefs. It just doesn't enter the picture. You just deal with each other as people. You know, uh, that's the direction we need to go. And uh, that means getting rid of, as much as possible, this idea of dividing rule. Very good. You know, there's uh, a disease. Once they start on this and they establish a principle that people don't know how to take care of themselves and it would be total chaos if they didn't have them, the elites, telling us what to do and how we should live. And, uh, but if you accept the principle that uh, the elite have to tell 
people what to do because the people don't know what to do on their own, which is a falsehood. Uh, the people are much smarter about when we should go to war, except they don't speak out until they have a war, then they want to get out. But it's usually the people that finally end the wars. But I'd like to get it to the point, like right now, I'd like get people to get to the point where they understand what's going on in Ukraine. Maybe we don't have to have 10 or 20 years of wars in the Middle East or uh, all the fighting and the killing in Vietnam and Korea and all these places. And it just has to do with the basic assumption of understanding. But uh, if we accept those, the principles of the government getting involved in all these things, they're woke now and we have to have equal justice. Well, first you have to start with education. Everybody has to have a perfectly equal education. And basically they're doing a pretty good job. It's very equally bad. You know, a government school is not the best place to learn about freedom. It's, a, it's learned, I've, I've claimed over the years that, uh, you know, I went through the grade school, the high school, the medical school and all. And then when I discovered uh, true uh, liberty, the principles, I said, it took me a long time to unlearn the things that were pumped into my brain by the, these uh, educational systems. Employment, if you have to have per perfect uh, equity in hiring people and firing people, then you have to become a racist to do that. So it's, it just complicates things, but it enhances the people who love power. And just look how uh, incestuous that became when people knew they could write executive orders. The presidents, everybody knew they could, and that became epidemic. But every you know, not everyone, but a lot of the governors, hey, I can write executive orders too. So that became, uh, you know, very pos possible. In, in voting, you know, voting, uh, I don't think anybody, you, you know, is really confident. The people who are getting away with it, they sort of snicker under their breath. And the people who are getting cheated, uh, they can get uh, canceled pr pretty fast. So I think the voting system, a lot of people have lost confidence in it. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence. It's still a vehicle and we still have to try to make it worse. And uh, I, I think that that is important. But what, so one of the, my pet peeves on what happens once you accept those principles of wokeism, is when you apply it to medicine, see that really hurts because the doctor-patient relationship is destroyed and then you have the pharmaceuticals come in and they run the show and the FDA and the pharmaceuticals come together. Corporatism runs the show on this. So then you have the pharmaceutical uh, partnership going along with, uh, uh, with the military industrial complex association. So that is why you want uh, the government out of the business of doing business. And uh, a lot of times people say, well, how are we going to solve this problem or this problem? And I first look, are they getting any money? It sounds like they're doing something half decent. Are they getting any taxpayers' money? Have they robbed somebody through their congressman and they got money? Then you shouldn't argue the details on how to run that program. You're supposed to get rid of it, you know, and, and because you shouldn't have that. It's corporatism. Corporatism essentially always leads to the problem that we started off with, you know, all this wokenism and, and this tool of saying equal justice is what we tell you justice is all about. So it's a, it's a philosophic thing. The government's been way too involved in the educational system. One of the reasons why I make a, at least a token effort to do my best in having a homeschooling group, the, the Ron Paul curriculum, because uh, it, it is something that uh, people are looking for. They certainly look 
worked hard under the lockdown, but a lot of them uh, would like to, but can't do it for various reasons. But you can also overcome that shortcoming of our universities, just like it, there was a period of time in my life that I had to unlearn all the economics that I've been taught. And the history, the history, you can relearn there. There's, it's out there, the books are out there. And if you have trouble finding any books, uh, go to the Mises Institute. And so far, even with the encroachment on our first amendments, there's still a lot of opportunity to spread our message. And I am a firm believer that in any message, in any idea whose time has come, the armies cannot stop those ideas. A lot of pain and suffering sometimes until we get rid of it. And we have to do it. But bad ideas, you know, can't last. Good example is the Soviet system. It finally crumbled and it crumbled from within. That was when, the, when, the, when we heard the statistic way back, the people in Russia don't believe a thing their government is telling them. And then all of a sudden you had a Gorbachev come along and say, let's close the doors, you know. But then it gets started up in a new area because there's a natural tendency, good and evil is always working. But there's, uh, if, if you wanted to live in a better world, you have to recognize that and put your effort dealing with the ideas of liberty. And that is what we want to do here at the Liberty Report is promote to the best of our ability to promote the cause of liberty. And uh, we hope that you continue to support us for that effort. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.